What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by her first time, Lindsay Humble. Hi. <laughs> that was a, that was a nervous <laughs> high. <laughs> that was like a I don't want to say. Yeah, I me. Mean, I don't talk a lot. No, no, never, never. <laughs> I'm always trying to get you to stop talking. You know, I mean, not talk. What? Either I'm talking too much or I'm not talking at all. Yeah, it's... that's true. Well, guys, uh, Lindsay is here to help review a movie called Labyrinth. Um, over the last couple weeks, we've been doing some uh, some Patreon requested reviews. I'm going to every single Patreon supporter, and they are picking out a movie. Uh, any movie that they want, and we are reviewing that movie. So we did The Good Nurse with Corey. Uh, Lindsay has chosen Labyrinth along with uh, Bonnie. They both chose Labyrinth. Um, I've never seen it, and that's that's like the the great thing about trying to do this series is I wanted to get some variety in the uh, in the reviews, and not only that, but I wanted to I wanted to watch some movies that I've never seen before, and so far so good. Uh, you know, we did the we did the uh, the the Patreon voted reviews of what Beetlejuice and uh, shit. What was the other one? I can't think of it off the top of my head. But here lately, been watching some old classics that I've never seen before, and I've never seen Labyrinth. So this was a great time for me to cross that one off my list. But before we jump into the review. If you want to be a part of this this series and pick your own movie for review, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports at any of those tiers and you get access to our discord, which is where all the fun and shenanigans occur. So patreon.com slash two game. You also get access to all of our other podcasts, wall of death, rants and raves, and all other kinds of uh, drunken reviews, you know, shit like that. But that's enough of that. Let's jump into our review of Labyrinth. So I'm going to jump into the plot and the fun facts there, Lindsay, and uh, we can go. So 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother Toby when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the Goblin King Jareth. This movie is directed by Jim Henson, who has directed a bunch of Sesame Street, a bunch of Muppets, uh, he's also directed The Dark Crystal. This movie had a budget of $25 million, and it grossed worldwide $13.9 million. It stars David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, uh, the main two uh, actors there. It has a runtime of one hour and 41 minutes, and it was released June 27th, 1986. Uh, let's kind of go through these fun facts real quick just i'm gonna, i'm just gonna mention just just a just a few all right uh so michael jackson prince and mick jagger were considered to play the goblin king uh jim henson preferred sting until his kids convinced him that david bowie who had reached his peak of mainstream popularity with the let's dance album would be best suited for the movie uh, just happened uh, Bowie wanted to make a children's movie. He liked the concept and found the script funnier and more amusing than many other contemporary special effects movies. Um, over 100 pairs of latex hands were made for the helping hands scene. 
Uh, producer George Lucas chose not to do any interviews during the release of this movie as to not steal Jim Henson's Thunder, who was at the time one of his best friends until his death. Uh, let me see what the other one. This is the final theatrical movie directed by Jim Henson. And then one of the reasons why Hoggle is always making groaning noises between lines was to keep his mouth open as much as possible so that actress Shari Weiser was able to uh to look out of look out of it. That's uh, interesting. I didn't know that. Right? Right. Uh there was one more. Let me look for it. The movie is loosely based on the children's picture book Outside Over There, written and illustrated by Maurice Sendak in 1981. The story follows young Ida, who must enter the fantastical world described as outside over there to find her baby sister, who's been spirited away by some goblins. Uh, Sendak's famous book, Where the Wild Things Are, is seen in the bedroom in the beginning of the in the of the film as well. I did notice that because I rewatched it before this. So apparently, like a lot of the uh, the creatures that show up in the movie you can actually see them before it all happens in her room. Like she has like stuffed animals of them. Yeah, you can a couple of them. She had a lot of stuffed animals though. So it wouldn't be fair to be like, Oh, I noticed that she had so so many teddy bears for a 13 year old. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) They either teddy bears or they were freaky ass looking things. Oh yeah. To be fair, all the creatures in this movie were fucking creepy. And that's the thing about it. Like you think Jim Henson, you think like, like you said, Sesame Street, the Muppets, and then you've got this and people, people were like, what? Because when I was a kid, like, cause it came out, but like two years before I was born, so I watched it as a kid and it did not scare me. Um, just so that's there. And just the contrast of the, the way they look is interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they all look great. Like all the puppets. Oh, they look great. It's just like you got like, Happy Elmo. Well, Elmo's a bad example. He scares me. <laughs> but like you just have Sesame Street. <laughs> Surprise! You have Sesame Street looking puppets, and then you have like, especially the first, like in the beginning when they're like make a wish, and you have like the goblin looking Jim Henson puppet. It's just different. It's like darker Jim Henson. It's like anti Jim Henson. Yeah, I think there's there's a variety. Not, I say a variety. The the different puppets that they have in this movie, the creatures are all like very mm-hmm. unique. Now, obviously they have some of them that look very similar uh, because they're like, it's, I don't know, like they're related or some shit um, or, or the same species, I guess you could say. Uh, but yeah, think, they always like creepy bird hybrid. Yeah, yeah. And the, the little wolf looking thing or fox. That's what I meant. Oh, sir. The, the twins, or whatever. The, the good, the good, the, the liar and the, uh, the truth teller. Oh, yeah, those were interesting looking. They had like four of them, like two at the top and two at the bottom. So, but yeah, they either look like that or they look like the, the dancing birds. Mm-hmm. So, you and Bonnie like, requested this noise. movie. You and Bonnie requested this movie. So, I'm going to let you go first on okay. how this movie, like you, you obviously you said it came out two years before you were born and you were watching it as, as a child. So, you grew up on this fucking movie, right? So yeah, just just yeah, just talk about how much you love this movie and uh, tell them tell them why you love the movie. Huh. Well, first of all, it's nostalgic, and secondly, it's the only puppets that don't freak me out. But I think it's just like a lot of it was the soundtrack 
it's like because David Bowie has such a you know whimsical kind of uh, sound like so and I like David Bowie a lot so it, because of that it's always been fun to rewatch as an adult um and just like the whole I just don't know how to describe it just Jennifer Connelly I like her too but yeah growing up watching this movie it's like I didn't remember the plot too much because I was like a little kid so it was all the visuals and the music that really drew me in as a kid and then as an adult watching it I'm like oh this is kind of dark like in a creepy way but in a cool right. way but it just, I have a poor attention span and it will literally hold my attention like the whole time and other movies that Henson did like the dark crystals like that too but that's like legit scary so I know Bonnie grew up watching it as well mm-hmm. and so this was your first time seeing it ever and you're like my age Yes, so I I never watched this as as a kid as an adult. This is the first time I've ever ever watched it. I honestly didn't even know what it was about. All I knew was David Bowie was in the movie. That's literally all I knew about it. Uh, I didn't also look his up character. It. just like draws you in. Wait, do Harris, what? It's just like his character just like draws you in. It's just so well. He it's so well done. Like I think he was like the perfect match. I didn't know that all these other people had been considered for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fun fact. So, I, I. But I'd be curious to see your interpretation of it, having like never seen it as a kid. I'm I'm not a fan of the movie, if we're being honest. Not a fan. Of <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm having a seizure. Hold on. <laughs> I realize that I am in the minority with this. I know lots of people that absolutely love this movie, and they're huge David Bowie fans. I'm not a David Bowie fan. Uh. I think the performance is over the top. I think his performance is is, is good in this movie. I, I wouldn't say that I'm itching to rewatch his performance or itching to say... But it was an 80s kids movie. It, mean, it was. Of course it, it was. was over the top. So with that being said, it being an 80s kids movie, I, I think it has a, a certain charm about it. It's still a good movie, but this isn't a movie that I, I would ever rewatch. That's kind of where I'm at. Like never, ever, 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 ever. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I would. Yeah, I would. I would never watch it. Again. Would you rewatch that or Mad Max first? I would rewatch this first over Mad Max. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember that review. I was except, like, wow. <laughs> except uh, Fury Road. I would watch Fury Road over yeah. a lot of movies because that movie was fucking fantastic. That was good. But yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to like about this movie. I, I feel like I should love this movie and like it more than I, I do should. too. You need to re- reevaluate yourself. Sir. You need to check yourself, fool. You check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> but like a lot of the things <laughs> in this movie, like I love on a normal basis, like the the puppets and the the fantasy side of it, you know, her going through the labyrinth and and all that, that that to me is is stuff that I'm normally interested in. So I don't know why I just didn't gravitate, like I didn't really grab on to this movie. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's just, it, it took me, I don't know, two or three watches to finish it. I, mean, I didn't find it boring by any means because I think the, the puppet characters really do carry the movie for me, especially in the humor department. Uh, Hoggle, that dude is a savage, and uh, regardless, of I'm that, not your dude, friend. <laughs> that dude is a savage, and I will die on that hill. 
<laughs> I think my favorite, it wasn't even really a puppet. It was the latex hand from that. I thought that was just like the coolest looking thing. Like that whole, that whole Alice in Wonderland type looking drop with like all the, the face hands and stuff. Like that's trippy. That was cool. I could you see know, that traumatizing the kid. <laughs> going into this movie, like I knew David Bowie when it was in it. Um, what was, I guess what, I don't know why I didn't think that there would be musical scenes in this movie, but I was not expecting musical scenes in this movie. And like I said, I, I don't know. There's like, what, three musical scenes in the movie, maybe four. There's like, yeah, three or four. And I, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't find them all that great. I know that's the first one was my favorite. It, that's, it was everything you said for the past three minutes of like sacrilegious, but you know I, I still accept you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now the latex hands, though. No problem. Uh, that was the coolest. Thought, like, yeah, those were pretty cool, and I think they they kind of remind me of uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, it does. You know, the uh, yeah. the the hands with the eyes. The monster with the eyes in it. Yeah. Yeah, so fucking creepy. That scared the shit out of me. But I, I like the oh, late scenes. That that was that was a great scene, and I think there are parts of this movie that I really really love. Like, there are some scenes that grabbed my attention, and I was like, "God damn, this is this is some good shit right here." The ballroom and, scene. It looks like it's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just if you were here, I would see all over you. Like. <laughs> I would start throwing me nothing else. Like, do do you feel like there's like I like that part. That's my second favorite part. Do you feel like there's any goosebumps, like vibes in this? Yeah, like oh, like goosebumps the series. Uh I mean the premise of it. Yeah, like you've got thirteen hours to solve the labyrinth where you keep your brother forever. That's pretty goosebumpish. Ronnie and I were talking about goosebumps the other day, actually. But that gave me. That's definitely like remember the show. That's like I feel like that would be the goosebumps episode. Yeah, like there there's parts of this 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 movie that I'm like, wow, this feels like a like I'm watching a goosebumps episode. Yeah, <laughs> from the the nineties. Yeah. Like this this feels like that. It almost looks like it too, just because of when it was filmed. Yeah, like no, I absolutely agree with that part. And the but part I- where he's like, take the crystal. And he's like trying to mesmerize you with it. That seems like something a goosebumps antagonist would do. Just be <laughs> creepy like that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it and keep all like have everything you want, but then there's always like a catch, you know. Like that's a goosebumps thing. Mm-hmm. Totally, so, totally agree with you. The biggest thing with these movies, it, it, when you watch a movie that like you're nostalgic for, or a movie that was made in like the '80s, '70s, or whatever. I I do try my best to be a little objective, look at it unbiased, look at it from afar because it was made, you know, fucking 30 some odd years ago, right? right. So with that being with that being said, I, I I can sit here and say that it is while it doesn't look that great in terms of like quality of the movie, like the cinematography and whatnot, compared to nowadays, but Guys, it was it came out thirty six years ago, some odd shit like that. Uh, yeah, forty years in twenty twenty six. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, it's not going to look like a movie nowadays. So it's I'm not holding that back from anything, but I do think some of the dialogue is 
and the acting is a product of the 80s and a lot of the movie is a product of the 80s so if if that is something that you are that you absolutely love you love movies that are made in the 80s and you love that type of dialogue that type of acting the look of it then this is 100% a movie for you um i don't necessarily have issues with movies that are made in the 80s the way they look or anything like that um in fact i do like some of the a lot of the set design in this in this movie is is uh really really great even though there's some cgi issues going on there uh, looks kind of yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, For that sure. does not age well at all. That's like more. Like like yeah, movies that old, like that's like I was gonna say, like that. At least that's one of the cool things. Like, the, like being objective about it is like that's cool because like they didn't have computers around to do. Like, if that movie was remade today, it would probably look totally. It would be rated R, probably the way it would look. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the, the that's the great thing that they went with the puppets and like the animatronics and shit like that. Like they went with a lot of practical effects more so than the CGI, and I think that's right. really helped it age well over over the last you know thirty years. Um, you have some movies nowadays that you know was made like last year, and the movie looks like dog shit now because none of it was <laughs> was real. It was all fake, you know. So you got you got to give them props for for going above and beyond and using practical effects, you know, puppets and and the what have what have you. Um, but yeah. yeah, I I I like the movie, but not enough to to ever watch it again. Like I said, I still accept you. You still accept me? Why? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all good. Do, do Why you watch it though? At least it wasn't like three movies, four movies long. Right, right. <laughs> like I said, I'm just I'm not I'm not a David Bowie fan, so I think right there I'm already in the negative when you when you start to watch the movie. Although, have you? Ever I like seen the way he talks. Have you seen the Prestige? Yes, I saw it once. I loved it. Yes, he's in that movie. The movie was, was great. But he was also like very reserved in that movie. He wasn't like over the top like he is in this movie. No, but this movie was designed to be that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not holding it back or disliking it because it was over the top. I mean, that's 100% what they're trying to go for here. And I had right. to I had to look it up. Uh, I wasn't, like, I had this image of my mind of what David Bowie looked like, but I was like, is that his normal-looking hair? Or is that just the, the movie itself? Like, I had to Google probably his hair. Probably a mixture of, like, his hair. Probably a mixture of his hair in the 80s, and then, like, what they wanted for the movies because he changed his hair all the time. Yes. Because he had different like personas. Like Ziggy Stardust and Aladdin Spain and mm-hmm. he was he was unique. Yeah. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh this this hair you know, regardless of what you think about the movie, I think everybody can can admit and agree that the look of him in this movie as the Goblin King is iconic. Like I've never seen the movie before but I know what he looked like in this movie. People oh, say mention the movie Labyrinth. That's automatically probably the first thing they think of is David Bowie as the Goblin King. Yes, you you think about the the poster, the the cover mm-hmm. of the movie, and he's on it with his wild fucking hair and shit. And that I mean that you you I feel like you would be hard pressed to find somebody nowadays, or maybe not nowadays, but like somebody that grew up 
you know, same time that we did that has never oh. seen the poster. I mean, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the poster and the the cover for the movie you know, thousands of times. So it that, oh, that yeah. look, the look of him is just iconic to me. I would absolutely agree with that. Just honestly, because you know, it's like the first thing you think of. Uh, so so yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about um about Labyrinth before we cut out of here, Madam? There it was, and I just forgot what it was, and then I'll probably remember in like twenty minutes, and it'll be <laughs> pointless. <laughs> it was something that I thought of when you said about the oh 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 I will say I just we were talking about David Bowie. I think another interesting thing about just like the way he talks in that movie and the way his like lines are it's just so he's i mean you know people know how david bowie talks and things he's just got a very unique sound like if i could have david bowie in my head narrating everything i did i would never be bored fair enough i can't argue with that (laughs) i may not never be a doll i may not like this movie but i could probably agree with you on that if you had david bowie in your head narrating everything you did in like david bowie voice I mean, come on. How could you not have like a great life? <laughs> you know? No. You could like be looking for something at the store and you would hear David Bowie like, get the ketchup. Like in his weird. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, where's David Bowie? <laughs> and then I could also blame things I did on David Bowie. Like, people would be like, Lindsay, why'd you do that? And I'd be like, David Bowie told me to do it. It was the goblin. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was the goblin thing. So what would you rate? But no, this? I thought it was a great movie, but it, what would I rate it? I'll give it like a four. Just because, but I think a lot since actress, like a lot of that childhood nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I end up For giving sure. it a three, three out of five. That's better than I thought you would give it, considering you didn't like it. I I didn't say I didn't. Oh, that you're never gonna watch. You're never gonna watch it. Yeah, like I I liked it enough to watch it one time, and I thought it was good for what it is. The issue with it is. Like when the movie first started, like I, I wouldn't say I was hooked, but I was interested in it. And the longer the movie went on, the less interested I became. And with, but regardless of that, like I understand why people love this movie and why it's like a, like a classic, cult classic, whatever you want to call it. Um, just me personally, I just, I found things in it for everything that I loved in it. There was something in it that I found really boring and unsatisfying to me. It had moments, yeah, like that. Especially, like you said, the 80s acting, like all the, like, especially in the beginning when she gets home and her stepmom's there and it's like, it's not fair. I was like, oh, that's so, and like, this is, I was like, that's such a, the way she said it. I'm like, that's so, like, 80s, 90s sitcom teenager bitching kind of. I wanted to slap her. I de- yeah. <laughs> like, she, she was so annoying. <laughs> she was. She, she even her performance seems a little bit over the top, like, or like over dramatic, over the top yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah, I was like, "Bitch, you're not David Bowie. Calm down." <laughs> right. Only only David Bowie can be David Bowie. Thank That's you. P- people need to hear that. <laughs> right. Some people need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But guys, y'all can find this movie. On Netflix currently, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be on there, but that's where I watched it. Um, so that's where you can go find it. I, do I recommend watching it if you've never seen it? It To me, regardless of my feelings about it, I, I think it can be considered one of those movies that 
you auto watch before you die. Like I, I feel like it, it should be included on that list. I think for me personally, uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, there, Lindsay. But uh, I mean, of course I do. <laughs> of course, yeah, I'm all set. I've, I've watched it so many times. I rewatched it the other day for this, and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it, I think the look of David Bowie, his performance and all that is just too iconic not to have ever witnessed in your life. So that's that's the only reason I would I would include it. I think with the puppets and whatnot, you know, Jim Henson. I mean, you gotta gotta watch it just for that. So regardless of how I feel about it, I'm still gonna recommend people uh, go check it out. I, I awesome. I applaud you. <laughs> right it's a lot of restraint to recommend a movie i didn't really care for not loved not loved so i'm not being punished for this review right wait do what so you had to watch this movie i'm not going to be like shunned like i was with the mad max like you never get to request anything again and no you okay. uh like, like i told you the other day um Samstown by the Killers. When you requested that review for the Wall of Death podcast, that is going to give you a lot of a lot of grace. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> so anytime I mess up, all I have to do is be like Samstown, and you'll just forget. You'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, there was yeah. that. Like, let's say you recommend like Mad Max again, and I have to rewatch it or some shit, which I will never do. But if you did, and I did <laughs> review it again, you could just say, I mean, Samstown. I mean, you have to do it. You have to rewatch Mad Max now. Uh, yes. And then you would just go all like, like I use the force. It's like using the force. It's like, it is. Down. and you'd be like, I will rewatch Mad Max. You'd be like, Obi-Wan. <laughs> rewatch <laughs> this because I gave you Sam's time. <laughs> but madam, I appreciate you joining me for this review. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. Guys. We appreciate y'all joining us for the for this review. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash two game. Join us there. You get access to our Discord. And you can let us know what you think about the movie Labyrinth. I am guaranteed I'm I already know that I'm gonna get some shit in the Discord for not loving this movie as, as much as I should. <laughs> I fully expect it and bring it on. That's all I gotta say. Or you can go to our Facebook page, surf in the stream, and leave us a comment uh, there of whether you agree with me, agree with Lindsay here, whichever you prefer. Uh, but until next time, next week we are reviewing Highlander. Nick Ziegler is requesting that movie. Um, I've never seen Highlander, so that's going to be what? another movie that I, another classic that I've never seen. So I, I'm loving this review series, right? Regardless of how each movie goes uh knocking out some of these classics is going to be it's going to be a great time but madam uh i will catch you on the flip side yes sir and y'all take it easy out there we will catch y'all next week on another episode laters